This week, Space Mountain out of Walt Disney World. Welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is show number 156 for the week of Monday, April 18th, 2011. This is Adam. Welcome again. And here's Doug with what we're doing. Hey, everybody. This week we will be in the Magic Kingdom and we will be visiting Space Mountain. And we kind of figured we're going to do this show now because it's a nice warm time and it'll get everybody back into the excitement of the parks. So stick around. From all of us here at These Amazing Places, we wish you all a very happy Easter. We appreciate you so much for listening to the show, and we hope that you have a great holiday. Hey everybody, Mars is not our final destination, so we're still real easy to get in contact with. You can reach us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com, youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, and subscribe please, flickr.com slash photo slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or you can go to our website at theseamazingplaces.com and click on the contact tab. We're waiting to hear from you. Okay, so here we go. Uh, we're talking about Space Mountain, a fun ride. In Tomorrowland, in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and uh, we've got some notes here back and forth. Uh, Doug's notes are a little different than mine, but uh, we can just start here and you can add in if you want to do that. Yeah. Whenever we go. Okay, so just to give you a little bit of background information, not too much. Uh, Space Mountain is a roller coaster that's inside. Uh, it's, of course, in the Magic Kingdom theme park in Walt Disney World in Florida. It opened on January 15th, 1975, and it is the original version of the iconic attraction that was in Disneyland. However, we were discussing this, that yeah. Disneyland actually opened later. Yeah, which was so they opened in 75 in Magic Kingdom in Florida. Disneyland opened in 77. That had to do with the fact that Disneyland was not designed for this ride, this attraction, which if you've ever seen it, and a lot of you, if you're listeners, you probably have, this is a huge attraction. Yeah. I mean, it is a literal steel mountain. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, so that opened there in Disneyland in 77, and then it I, opened... I was just going to... Okay. I was going to say one quick thing about Disneyland. They actually, I read this in an Imagineers book, they had to dig down to actually build the Disneyland Space Mountain below... The not I don't know if it's below sea level or below level of the ground because the height was going to be too massive in order to be too big than, bigger than the castle. What do you call sign so, of light? Uh, light sign of, um, what's wrong with me today? Line of sight. Yes. Problems. Okay. Yeah. Plus, you know, they say because they dug down so low that it's this is a steel roller coaster and that uh, the one in Disneyland has a lot less vibration in the track itself. Huh. Therefore, you get a smoother ride. So a lot of people, if they've ridden them both. They'll tell you, or I should say both, that if they've ridden between the one in Florida and the one in California, they'll tell you it's a smoother ride in California. Yeah. So Interesting. So uh, you were going to mention about the other space mountains in the rest yeah. of the world. So, so. it was opened in uh, Tokyo Disneyland in 1983, 
It was opened in Disneyland Paris in 1995 and opened in Hong Kong Disneyland in 2005. So obviously that's the newest one. I've heard opinions. Obviously I have not ridden them all. I've ridden uh, the one in Disneyland and the one mm -hmm. in Florida. But from opinions from many people I've heard that have been on them all, they, most of them say the one in Disneyland Paris is the best one only because the ride is themed the closest to the original idea of how they wanted the ride to be. Mm -hmm. And so it actually launches outside and it's really cool. And you so, can catch video of it. And so with that, many of you may not know, Every Space Mountain is actually completely different. It's it's similar, but at the same time, it's different. And uh, great marketing idea. And we're gonna go a lot of we're gonna go into much more detail about the one in Walt Disney World. But one specific you should know between Disneyland and Disney World. We mentioned this in the past on another show where we talked about Disneyland. The Disneyland Space Mountain, you're it's two seats side by side. You're in the car that you're riding. It's kind of like a roller coaster, a traditional roller coaster. But the one in Walt Disney World is just like a rocket where you're sitting behind each other. Yep. So it's uh, that's one difference among many others. But anyway, we're going to go into detail in that in a little bit longer. Um, back to my notes. Uh, the one in Walt Disney World is actually now, since Cypress Gardens closed down one of their roller coasters in 2009, it is now the oldest operating roller coaster in the state of Florida that is uh, pretty interesting that Disney now holds that. It then. doesn't feel like the oldest, though. No, it, by all means, it no. doesn't. As with everything that Disney has designed, they designed it looking way into the future, and so when you look at it from the aesthetics on the outside and you look at it on the inside, it still looks brand new. Yeah. So. Not to mention that in 2009, April of 2009, they closed for refurbishment and reopened uh, November 22nd of 2009, which we will go into much detail what has changed since that point. All right, so that's all the notes I have for introductions. We're going to jump into a little bit of uh, touring. It. Uh, we have some touring recommendations, and the first thing we want to uh, mention is the height requirement for this attraction, which is... 44 inches. And so I guess they... Did they raise it, or maybe it, it was... This is what I've heard. They've raised uh, all of the attractions across the board from 40 to 44 inches. Okay. Now, that's just... Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. So at, at one point... Maybe I think Splash Mountain's different, and they're all different. But anyway, at least Space Mountain is 44, so uh, I think it's yeah, around. And really, what it's coming down to is we're dealing with a new generation of people. I mean, let's face it. I, I had a daughter who was below 44 inches, probably below 40 inches at one time, and she would have ridden this thing without a question. Yeah. And so we are dealing with a kind of a new breed of uh, kids. And so many of them probably have been disappointed over the last few years that they couldn't get in. So what do they do? They raise the height requirement. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. You know, this is a Disney thing. They're probably looking and saying, um, okay, at 44 inches, you know that the kids are ready to go on it at that point. And at least at that point, too, it gives the parents the uh, opportunity to decide whether their parents, I mean, whether their children or child uh, is capable of going on it. We'll go into more of the attraction and why hmm. you may not want to take them on it. So, uh, with that in mind, what would you say, Doug, would be a suggested age for this? Or maybe I don't want to go into the details of how the roller coaster is yet because we're going to do that in a little bit. You know, I, I have to say there are probably uh, 15 year olds that may not want to go on this attraction. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just certain, everybody has their, their uh, things that they may not like about certain attractions darkness, noise, speed, uh, uh, perceived 
speed, lighting. There's a lot of reasons why you may not want to go on it. And you're going to know yourself or you're going to know your children. And I'd say you just make up your mind from that point. Okay. And you can actually, can you walk through? Oh, wait. On uh, Okay. Something we'll do later, which well, is the, the TTA. You can drive by and you can see it somewhat in the darkness. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can tell, and, but you can't really tell without writing it how it is anymore right. like right. i mean it's still the same track as the old one and there was there's some youtube videos out there of, of the lights Actually, on with lighted track yeah, yeah. that's exactly so you can right. tell if you are really you need to know ahead of time but there's one thing important to know when we were there in fact a mother and his and her son uh they walked up to the front of the line they were getting ready to get on the ride and then i heard her mention in our audio that she goes to the cast member um my son doesn't want to ride this. Is there any way we can just go out? And he's like, of course, here's the exit point. And I think with the majority of Disney rides, they have that option available yep. because there's not like a point of no return where you must you ride a ride. And so. that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. If you want to take them in and let them see it, because it really is a cool cue all the way through. And we'll talk about that more. Clear in, though, to where you board the attraction to be able to see it. And maybe not even want to ride it would still be awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. And the queue itself, which we'll go into right. in a second. But I wanted to mention, too, that um, there's that mental state of being when you're on vacation where there might be pressure from within your family or party to say, oh, let's go ride that ride. Oh, that sounds fun. And maybe the child, once they get inside, they're a little scared. They don't really want to ride it. And you guys can gauge it. Obviously, you know your family better than us. But I'm thinking of my family and the people I've gone with. There have been times where we got into a point where it's like, and somebody doesn't want to really ride this ride, so maybe we should make an exit here and the rest of the party can ride the ride. And it's fine and it works out, but Disney makes that available for you. And of course, they are very good with customer services. Yeah, there's really nothing worse than somebody going onto an attraction and uh, and not wanting to be there. And it basically messes up everybody's day, yeah. the rest of their day, including that person. Because now they feel like, uh, yeah, I'm uncomfortable now in this group. So, yeah, don't let it come to that. Okay. So, with that in mind, um, one more thing I think we should talk about. Suggested times to visit uh, Space Mountain. So, I'm going to shoot off the cuff. What do you well, think? Go right off the obviously, bat. Obviously, I mean, you could go first thing in the morning once you hit the park, but a lot of people are going to head that direction. So, remember that. Uh, I would say, if you want to, go over there first thing, grab your Fast Pass, and look to see what the line is like. If your weight isn't that bad, then get on it. Yeah. Uh, and do that. Uh, otherwise, wow. You know, um, if you try to go on it during, obviously, the middle of the day, it's going to be one of the attractions with the longest wait mm -hmm. of anything in the parks. That's what I was going to mention, and I think if you are counting on Extra Magic Hours being a helpful opportunity, when we were there in 2009, it was 2 a.m. in the morning. Everyone's in Magic Kingdom. The line was like 60-minute wait. And also, so. I mean, I guess we have we ever discussed this, the fact on Extra Magic Hours, not every attraction is open. No. And so it is one of the, I shouldn't say few, but one of the few many that, that are open. Of course, everybody wants to be there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the lines are going to be pretty bad. Yeah, so be cautious of that, especially if there's other rides that might be closed down, like Splash Mountain is the other ride that might be more roller coaster-ish that people would be uh, riding on. That they instead, if it's closed down or it's raining or something's going on, and everyone heads over to Space Mountain, and also Space Mountain's inside, so air conditioned and all that fun stuff, and not dependent on rain. But anyway, definitely take advantage of the Fast Pass opportunity because Fast Pass is available on Space Mountain, as yep. Doug alluded to. Okay, with that in mind, now we're going to head on into the queue and talk a little bit more about some changes that maybe they did recently definitely. and what is available. 
Um, do you want to play the audio now, or do you want to talk about it? Yeah, let's play it, and then we'll discuss. Okay. We'll describe what it is this, they just listen to. Yeah, this is not... Uh, we'll go into detail, but here's just some sounds that we were, as we were walking through the queue, uh, that is... <laughs> it really is an immersive experience. Oh, yeah. From the second that you walk into this thing, the sounds, the music, the... the I should say, I want to say music, but it really is like that Tomorrowland sound the that kind of goes on around spacey, you. ethereal... Yeah. In some ways, a little 70s-ish style of music. It's very cool. It's it's great. So have a listen. Okay, so there you go. It's just an example, and I'm sure you've heard that music before if you're around. And in fact, it's sort of the similar style of music that is in Magic Kingdom when you walk into Tomorrowland. It's just got it. that That's my awesome, favorite part. It's yeah. my favorite land mm-hmm. in Magic Kingdom, so anyway. Okay, so we jump into the queue. Uh, one of the things that they purposely changed in 2009 when they did the refurbishment was Disney's into this big interactive queue. While you wait, we don't want you to just be waiting and have nothing to do so they put in this video game which is in my opinion it's the best cue because of the video game and because of the waiting right now out there in Walt Disney World yeah. now we'll see when Fantasyland opens you know I think and, and we talked but, about this off mic is that you know everyone every game that they come up with the interactivity of that cue is according to what the cue is like uh, the first one I can remember was Soren that they did really tall screens if you've ever been in there mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting still I mean it's fun to play and it keeps everybody occupied um, uh, but this one is yeah completely different in its own mm-hmm. way and so whatever I, I guess if it keeps everybody off their phones <laughs> I mean, that's what I looked at well, when I was in there. Everybody's just messing with their phone. Yeah, but you got to realize you're in the basement of this big steel structure, so there's not very yeah, good cell phone signal. That's true. It's like in the fact, subway. I remember. <laughs> yeah, it is. I remember trying to do like a twit pick to flitter to flicker so that people could know what we were doing, and it wouldn't send until I was out of the building. Yep. So, yeah, right. and we have decent signal down there. There's audio of that, I believe, too. Oh, is there? Of us walking up out and you saying, "Oh, I hear it." Yeah, here, it finally said. So, anyway, my point of saying this is, uh, okay, so this cue is it's still it's very similar to the old queue. There's a difference 
and they have new LED screens and uh, they put, put those in and they've also closed off some areas where previously you could like peer through a window and see the ride itself going. They actually close off some areas so that that is no longer available. It makes it darker for you as a queue, but it also makes it darker for the ride, which we'll go into It's much more in immersive too though in the queue because they closed that off. Mm-hmm. So and- I like that idea. So you walk in and um, basically you kind of go downhill a little bit and go underneath the building, which is cool because you're like deep down in the they space really mountain. They really up the whole spaceport thing and everything. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I think it's Spaceport 75 or whatever, and of course in reference to the 1975 when they opened the building. Um, but anyway, this video game is, uh, it's, you've got three buttons, a middle button and a right and a left button. And all you're doing is using your left and right buttons to aim your little gun. Like asteroids, kind of. It is. It's yeah. And then you're shooting an asteroid or rocks. And everyone participates in the entire line. So there's a bunch of controls along the entire, um, whatever you want to call it, the bar there that holds you back. But but everyone's playing on their own screen, so to speak. I mean, not, not every gun has its own screen, but about like every two or three or four I forget what it is. Every two or three guns has one screen that they're sharing, and then you go to the next screen, and there's more controls. But you have, you're using that to shoot, so it's very easy to pick up on. You don't really need instructions, even though there is a little instructional video to tell you. But it also keeps track of how many asteroids you actually do destroy <laughs> on right yep. next to your little gun. And so it's really cool because you can compete between each other in order to get to figure out what you're going, you know, how many asteroids, oh, look, I got 20 or whatever. And I got 90. You got yeah, 90, you got and five. wow, you beat me big time. <laughs> yeah. uh, but at the end, it says, congratulations, you completed, and then it gives you a total for the whole team to tell you that, hey, you guys made 225 asteroids blow up or something like that. So it's kind of cool in that it gives you something to do. It does a li- create a little bit of competition. It's something fun that's easy that any age could really do if you're can, you know how to play video games, which now uh, everybody does. Let's face pretty it. much, they're coming out of the womb now, and yeah. they're they got an yeah, iPod in their hands. A controller. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyway, that's very fun to do. It is way different than any other queue right now they have out in Walt Disney World because the soaring queue is there's not really a score. You can't really keep track. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Winnie the Pooh queue is just interactive for kids' sake. It's not like a video game and. Who knows what Dumbo and those other ones in Fantasyland are going to be like? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's cool though. It, it's it adds a kind of an attraction to an attraction. So yeah, I think it works. So in some instances, if the line is not long enough, you may not even get to play the video which game. Which is kind of what happened to us. Yes, we zipped right by it. Yeah, we zipped right by it, which I guess is a good thing. But in some cases. You may even want, in fact, uh, I... Sometimes don't use that fast pass. Yeah, there might be some times where you might want to actually play the video game that's yep. in the queue. So, um... Well, yeah, it is. I mean, if you have to... There are a lot of these attractions through all of the Disney parks that you really want to stop once in a while and wait in the queue and see it. Um, another one, Expedition Everest. The queue is awesome Yeah. for that attraction. And just to buzz through there, which we ended up doing, Yeah. we stopped as much as we could to take, a pic- take pictures stuff like that along the way but i really would not have minded being in there for a little while standing in each area for five minutes or so would have been perfect yeah and this is the same thing yeah this is exactly the same except even more so because adults could enjoy the expedition everest queue and you know just the little unique storyline this one is definitely for all ages anybody who walks through can be playing on a video game and of course that's the 
age we're at now, everybody wants to be interactive with stuff. So anyway, just to describe that. Um, so on top of that, uh, I guess we're ready to move into the attraction just to describe some of the changes that they did there and to give you a feel for what it's like today. Uh, of course, one of the new changes they done is we talked about made it darker. Um, the, the cars used to have this like uh, fluorescent line across the bottom of the car so you could actually see a little better like where the car was going in, in the darkness. Well, they took that all away. And now it is uh, is completely dark, so you really have no clue where you're going. Except when you look look upstairs, look up at the ceiling, you can see that there are asteroids flying across yeah, the ceiling. They're much clearer than what they used to be. Yeah, yeah. They replaced they've replaced them with uh, better resolution projectors that project these images of space and like stars zooming past, and so it makes you. At the same time, you can see it within the queue. At certain points in the queue, you can look up in, in the ceiling and see like all the stars flying by. Right. But at the same time, when you're on the roller coaster itself, you're looking up at the ceiling and you're like, "Holy cow, this looks so quick!" It was awesome. And it just oh, it it's was cool. Awesome. In fact, it, uh, you mentioned this off mic, but uh, when you ride the People Mover Tomorrowland Transit Authority, you can see, you it. Can see those stars at the ceilings, and yep. uh, it gives yeah, you. But a even feel for in it. that, uh, you get enough ambient light coming from around you that it's it makes it more difficult than when you're on the ride to see all that stuff going on around you. That's true. So that's why the ride it's great that the ride is so much darker. Yeah. And the ride, since we're into discussing it, let's first off say there are no inversions on this roller coaster, yeah. which is that's it makes it great for me. I don't enjoy inversions, they don't add to the ride for me, so so the fact that uh, those aren't there makes it great. They use more of lighting effects uh, in places, sound effects, which we'll get onto here yeah. in a second, to kind of give you the perception that you're going much faster than you are. Yeah. So top speed is 28 miles per hour, too, just in case anybody's mm -hmm. wondering. And it is not a old. It's it's an old roller coaster that takes you up on a chain up to the top of the hill, and it lets gravity take control. So you aren't actually being pushed or thrust in any direction besides what gravity can take you. So you can imagine, you know, how the swooping up and down can be very like, okay, I'm speeding up and now I'm slowing down because I'm going up a hill. And now I'm speeding up because I'm going down a hill. And then, I, you know, and so it's not, it's not like you're uh, being thrust into this 90 mile an hour turn or anything like right. that because it's just gravity, which is, which is great because I think that's the traditional roller coaster feel yep. that you get. Yep. Um, but it's still, it's still a fun ride. Okay. This, this attraction also has two different tracks. So you can actually go and they are completely different. I think one's a little longer than the other. And in fact, I've never ridden the one on the left. I've only, just because of chance, I've only gone on the one on the right. And so that, is that because you've always used fast pass? No, because we we you didn't just ride end up there. It just I have no clue how they determine what goes where. Okay. In fact, when we were there last a while ago, before the refurbishment, um, the, I think they gave us the option, and we decided to pick the right side. Well, I we got if they tried to push people. Uh, obviously, you can't push everybody into the right side when it's busy. But when it's not busy, you continue to push people into the right side or the one track, mm -hmm. and it kind of saves wear and tear on the other track. And so then the only time you're using it is when you're really slammed. So if you do have a downtime, you have less hours yeah. on one side than the other. Yeah. And, so. of course, the fast pass, I think we discussed this in the audio, which I don't know if I'm going to play or not. Uh, the fact that the one side was only fast pass and the other side wasn't made it awesome because it really was really fast pass. Like yeah. you just went and you were there and you went and you're yeah, done. Yeah, it was and, quick. I mean, I mean, we stood in line for like five minutes yeah. to wait to get into the car. That's the reason it, why we didn't get to see much of the queue. Right. But uh, so anyway, I, I forget the names of them. Maybe like 
it's like alpha and omega or something that are the two sides I, but that's that could be right something so anyway um i believe one side's a little steeper than the other as far as fastness but it, that's up to i don't think disney releases those things i think it's actually people saying stuff about them but um so keep that in mind in reality both of them are very similar so you're not gonna like if you want to go ride this and you enjoy this attraction definitely try to hit both tracks and then you can make decisions for yourself what okay, you let's go into the music a little bit and the okay. sounds i should I, say yeah. i wanted to do that when we went oh, to the track okay, if that's all right that's um one more thing i wanted to say before we get to that is the foot room the i'm a tall guy and the recommendations to me when I first rode this thing was be in the front car. Well, absolutely not. That is a horrible position because the front of the car is a nose tip. Snub nose, yeah. Yeah, it's snub nose. In fact, you rode it. Yeah. Do you, did yeah. you feel crammed in the front? It was tight. Yeah. Even for so. me, I'm two feet shorter than you. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's face it. Yeah, it was tight. So, so, And it's just a standard, I would call it a T-bar that comes between your legs and then crosses over top of your legs to hold on your thighs. And that's all it is. There's nothing above your chest or anything holding you down. Because it's not an inversion. They don't make you do like anything over your shoulders. Uh, but still, it's pretty freaky. But it keeps you tightened. And yeah, yeah, it is kind of freaky. Sitting up in the front of yeah. that bullet. And yeah. you're thinking, man, I'm just going to launch right out of this thing. <laughs> this this, this car is going to stop real quick, and I'm just going to fly out. Fly out of the front, yeah. yeah. Um, see, uh, the first time I rode it, I was in the same situation as you, so you can yeah, only your imagine. Knees had to be just oh, they were. They were crushed. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't and be enjoyable. So, my recommendation to anybody who's tall or, or bigger definitely get to the second or yeah, third seat. Yeah, and go seat. into that a little bit. I mean, you did say that you noticed some changes on this immediately, that you can put your feet up around. Yeah. kind of around or under where I was at, and those are some changes that they made in the car from when you went on it before to this time. Yeah. And so it was com kind of a completely different ride for you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. If you can think of a bobsled, how people sit in a bobsled, the front car and this one is there's not really a angle for your feet, but the person behind in the second and third row of that car, you can put your legs out around the seat in front of you, and that there's little cubby holes to stick your feet in. And I have size 14 feet that's my shoe size so <laughs> yeah uh, my shoes are pretty big and in fact i think i wore my crocs one time and then the first time we rode it it was like with my tennis shoes but um even with my crocs which are bigger than a shoe they fit right in into the sides and i could squeeze my legs in far enough so that when the bar came down it was over across my thighs and it was great it did i didn't feel like my knees were at my ears which i often feel when i'm sitting in a ride yeah. and my knees are way up here yeah we'll but yeah. <laughs> So I highly recommend it, and it's definitely awesome. And if you're extremely tall, like, I don't know, 6'8", and you're wearing, like, size 20 shoe, uh, I don't know if you're going to fit very well anyway. They but should build a uh, amusement park or a theme park for yeah. people that are giants. <laughs> they could, they could uh, Shaquille O'Neal could open the park and say, Welcome to Shaquille Land, yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, keep that in mind as you, if you have anybody in your party that's tall like me, which I think is... I just, it's funny because we did a statistics class that I'm only 3% of the population. Yeah. Any, I, I anybody, that's right. pretty much. So it's not a huge amount. But anyway, just something to know because obviously I look for that because I have to fit in those things. Just yeah. like when we talked about no, Harry Potter. It's not scarier stuff, than so. saying, I can't get into this stinking thing. And it, the ride's about to take off and oh. everybody's looking at you. And seriously. So. Seriously. Okay. So now we can go into your music that you wanted to talk okay. about. All right, the difference, I'll just go into the music uh, and how it's 
how it's kind of transitioned into this attraction. Before, there was no music. There was no sounds, really. I Even say. after the refurbishment, they right. didn't have sounds. Right. Um, but And so every other attraction, every other uh, um, Space Mountain attraction around the world has onboard music. They couldn't do that. Really? Yeah, they do. I didn't think everyone had onboard I, music. Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, pretty All sure. Right. Pretty sure. I know for sure Disneyland. I know for sure uh, uh, Tokyo. Disneyland. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure though, even with Paris, okay, I, cool. Hong Kong, I can't say for sure, but there was nowhere to put that on this attraction. It was too complicated to try to work that out. So they actually put in a speaker system, and so what happens is you'll ride past these areas, and it works really well because you hear swooshing sounds and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I thought it worked well. Uh, you'll be able to hear that in the audio when we take you on the attraction and you listen to uh, to it zoom by. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it worked really great. Having it on board is nice and all that. Um, but you know what? This is a good marketing idea. Every attraction is different, and therefore you want to go and ride that one after you've ridden this one. And so if they were all the same, then I'd just go to Florida and I'd be done. Yeah. Why would I care about going to Haunted Mansion, going to Pirates, and any of these other places? But in reality, they do have some that are sim are the same. There's similarities. So like, well, like Toy Story Mania, Disneyland, Disney World, exactly yeah, the just same. Just I think the queue is different. But, in the, but, but yeah. there's still the yeah. same Potato Man. There's right. still, you're, <laughs> you're still right. going to be in Andy's room. You're still right. shooting video games that are the same. Yep. You know, but at the same time, Space Mountain is completely not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, you're right. But, and so anyway, uh, that's kind of the only difference as far as sound, soundtrack, ambient sound that they use. Mm -hmm. uh, we had questioned when we first listened to it, you and I both. When other people went on the attraction when it first opened and you know after the refurbishment and i questioned as to how good it really was um but you, you just, this is one of those things where you can listen to it i think honestly i've listened to a lot of other recordings that people have made and i thought we came up with the finest recording that i've heard yeah of really how it sounds like when you pass each area and uh, so I was really happy with that. I thought we were going to sound probably like everybody else's, but it did not turn out that way. And so I was really pleased by that. Yeah. And so this will give you a very almost true idea of what it's like to be on the attraction. There's no way to absolutely ever know without being on the attraction. True. So. Yep. I'm anyway. glad we. I'm glad we waited to do this show until now because beforehand we could have just played you some roller coaster and it would have sounded like. I mean, it's maybe. It all sounds the same. Yeah, it would have just been a roller coaster. People screaming. Yeah, yeah, big deal. And, you and can't hear fastness and wind blowing, and right. You right. can't hear the sounds that this. And it's cool because they added some music tracks into it that are like this. I don't even know how to say, like a new age version of Tomorrowland, sorta, where it's uh, yep. you know like this techno beats going on with the spacey stuff, and you'll hear that at the end, the very end when you land and you arrive at your destination. Which I think does it even say that arrive at your destination? Yeah, I think. I think. Because that's the storyline where you kind of arrive. Yeah, I believe. I believe so, that the cast member says that to you, don't they? I thought it was over the audio. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah. the point, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Yeah. So it's also fun, too, because you can hear Doug and I kind of, I had the I recorder. Kept, well, yeah. But I, you can hear you in I the front I kept trying of to make noise so that, because I kept that in mind, that the fact of, uh, otherwise there's nothing to hear mm -hmm. when you're on a roller coaster except for maybe some track sounds and some wind blowing by. Right. And so I kept trying to you know, kind of get everybody on board because I knew, you know, we're going to do this show and I wanted to make it so everybody could kind of get on board with us and enjoy the ride along with us. Right. So, 
Well, so. I I did did it on accident because I, I mean I'd been on the ride before, but it was just I was getting into it, and you could hear. Yeah, and I remember funny. when we first listened back to this in the car. Just cracked me up. You were laughing yeah. like crazy. You yeah, were just cracked me up. <laughs> Adam was like trying to maintain because he's trying to hold on to Mike and stuff. And exactly. He's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, anyway we'll, we'll this just is play. a great attraction. Yeah. I would recommend anybody just get on it. Okay. All and right. Let's go. Let's get on board now. Enjoy. Space shuttle. For your safety, remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the rocket, and watch your children. You are clear for launch. <laughs> can't get you to space, but we can get you almost anywhere else. Give Roy a call at 740-975-3697 and get ready to blast off. All right, so great attraction, fun stuff, and I hopefully you were laughing along with us <laughs> as we rode the ride, and definitely go check it, it out. great, and listen, I am no, like, I don't think Adam is either. We're not... Uh, huge roller coaster no, fans and so if we can deal with this and have a good time on it you'll do the same yeah i mean i'll ride some of this stuff even some of the crazier ones but 
this one in my mind's a mild and yeah, it's it was great. Yeah, it's just fun. Great just fun. There's fun. nothing that kind of makes you think, yeah, I had a good time, but I didn't think that at all. Yeah. And as that, I listened to this audio, mm-hmm. I told Adam before we fired up the mics here, I, I just listening to the audio and talking about it again makes me want to get back on it and go. Yeah. Plus, definitely. it's about time to get back to Disney again. So. <laughs> okay, so we have a couple announcements for you. First of all, we are going to try on uh, the weekend of April 29th and 30th somewhere around that time either a friday night or saturday during the day we work during the day like most people eight to five uh monday through friday so we're going to try to do a live Ustream event where we are actually just recording for the next week's show uh but the reason we're doing it is because it's uh three years that we've been podcasting and it's like wow this is kind of cool so uh lots of that details to figure out we'll have more on next week's show to give you some more information also, uh, you heard the little announcement here about uh, you know booking with Roy. I wanted to send congratulations out to Roy. He is now a graduate of the College of Disney, which allows you to it basically uh, travel agents have to go through that to get you basically get even higher certified with your travel and knowledge of information. Of course, Roy just took the test and yeah, he was certified. Exactly, I was he didn't say, have to study or what? anything. Yeah, what studying was there and, for knowledge? <laughs> but he personally wanted to go sign up. It's not through the through Cruise One, who he works with now. He's also trying to get, uh, there's some more information where he may be ended up working with also some other Disney certified travel agents in the future, but we'll wait and see what happens with that. Regardless, he is still the excellent person to contact for information. Yeah, Roy's not just a travel agent. This guy, seriously, and I don't know if I've ever gotten this across to everyone, but I'll try again if I haven't. This guy is seriously a Disney fanatic. Oh, yeah. And so when you talk to him about going to Disney, he he couldn't be any more on board. Uh-huh. And, I mean, you almost have to remind him at some point, say, Roy, remember you're supposed to, like, you know, I'm trying to book a trip with you. And, <laughs> yeah. and so he honestly is so He's revved great. up on talking to anybody and about the things they can do and making sure that you have a blast while you're there to the point where, honestly, if Roy could do it, he would come in there and escort you through every section of the park and make sure that oh, yeah. everything worked perfectly for you. Yeah, he would be one of those guys who'd be great at – uh, if you wanted to meet him in the parks and he was going to be down there, he could give you a tour of everything, and you wouldn't. And he need, would. <laughs> you wouldn't need to. And he would, and you wouldn't need to pay the hundred dollars for Disney to do it. Right. And uh, he he'd do great at it. Uh, if you want more information on following him more directly, because he sends out some tweets and stuff, his uh, Twitter username is Let's Go to Disney. So uh, check that out, and uh, he's usually re- retweeting some neat stuff that Disney blogs releases or something that we tweet or whatever. So if you guys want to follow him on Twitter, or you can just go straight to the website if you're not into Twitter. And occasionally I'll do that if I'm looking to see a specific person, what they're putting up on Twitter. So check him out and give him a call or uh, email us and we'll we'll work with you too because Roy's a part of the show. And uh, in fact, we're going to do another show with him and... Uh, Within the, next, within the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, there are so many soon. things coming up that we're going to try to do uh, an event show, basically, that's going to cover the remainder of the year and everything that's going on and how you can be a part of it in one way or the other. So, Which ties into one other thing I wanted to say. Don't forget that if you are going with a grand, it's called Grand Gatherings for Disney. It's where there's multiple people. You can actually book special parties and have special occasions, and Roy can do that for you that you can't do through... I don't think you can do this online through Disney. No, no you if have you, to call Disney Rep or, uh, yeah. or Disney Travel Agent. And it would be a dessert party that you can book with... You know, you can do it at Illuminations and Epcot. You can do it for Wishes at Magic Kingdom. There's different ones that you can do at different times, and Roy can set those up for you. 
have a special area where you guys are reserved. You have dessert. You have a prime spot for viewing the fireworks. And it's just a great time to hang out with your friends or your group that you're there with. Yep. And I, th I forget the minimum size, but it's, and it can go up to a large size. And so it's kind of cool if you, even Especially, if you go. yeah, because you get your own little area yep. and you have dessert. So let's face it. Yeah, yeah. I even mean, if you go with a family reunion or if you go with the company outing or any of that kind of stuff for, say, there's a Just a, a bunch of friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so give, yeah, give Roy a call and uh, basically ask him, ask him some of the questions. Um, I think, I believe it's like 8 to 10 or more is a grand gathering. Yes. And then, uh, of course, you're set up for a dessert party. The more of you um, that there are, the less the price is going to become yeah. per, per person. Yeah. So. And uh, any information that you, any questions, Roy is always checking email and stuff. Email him. Email us. We'll forward it along to him. We'll bug him about it. We'll get information from him. If you want us to talk about it on the show, email us and we'll talk about it on the show, even if you want more specifics on that. So... That's a lot of information here in the closing. Anything else you wanted to say regarding anything uh, else? I think not. Okay. Cool. Well, with that in mind, it's it's a rainy day here, but it's springtime, and we're glad it's warm. And, and every day more Disney's open. Seriously, we're yeah. doing a Disney show, so I'm more than, more more than, than happy. Yeah, yeah. Happy right now. Well, stay tuned, uh, as you mentioned, as we mentioned, uh, about Ustream and some different things. Yeah, look things. for Twitter, too. We'll Twitter before we get ready to start yeah, that thing. I, I will Twitter the night before to remind everybody and then we will twitter let's say probably a couple times before we start that morning yeah that morning or afternoon yeah and uh, we'll try to do a scenery scene that maybe uh, it's outside in a place we've done on a show before that's not necessarily disney related but the show will be disney related so even though we're just sitting out in some nice place it'll be we'll be talking about disney and you'll get to see a little bit of behind the scenes of how we operate when we record the show so it'll be a relaxed pace at certain times that you might be like, wow, you know, it yeah. sounds like that before you guys start. <laughs> like when Doug's hammering on about something, I'm like, I don't understand what you mean. Yeah. And <laughs> don't be quiet. And no. then I'm like, well, what about this? And then Doug's like, uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's yeah, change sure. the subject now. <laughs> yeah, let's change the subject. <laughs> no, that's funny. All right. All right. If anybody only knew. <laughs> well, they will find out. Yes, they will. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, enjoy the remainder of your week, and we'll catch up with you again, most likely, uh, let's see here. I don't know where. Let's say Disney. Let's say wherever. Hey, that's what it's all about. It's, sure. That's part of the adventure, right? Yep. yep. See ya. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2011. Thanks so much for listening. April 18th, 2011. This is Adam. Welcome again. And here's Doug with what we're doing. Hey, this week, everybody. Let's try that again. <laughs> hey, this week. Do you want to take a big break? You good? There's more room. Are you good? They made more room for, for big people here. This is awesome. There's more room here now. Cool. Because they made more feet room here for me. My feet are right under you. I'm kind of freaked out being in the front of you. I know. Are you? Yeah.